What is up, everyone? Chris Manning here from the Lockdown Cavs Podcast. That is my co-pilot, Evan Damerell. Today's show is all about Cavs Rockets, which the Cavs won in dominating fashion on Wednesday night at Rock and Mortgage Fieldhouse. We're going to dive into that, give it our normal awards, and talk a little bit, I'm sure, a lot about the Isaac Okoro dunk where he yammed on three people's heads. Reminder that to, uh, for the, we want to thank you for making Lockdown Cavs your first listen every day. Nailed it. We... Thank you, and remember, we are free and available on all your platforms, including YouTube, where we want to get to 1,000 subscribers by Christmas. Please do that. Give us a free holiday gift. You are Locked On Cavs, your daily Cleveland Cavaliers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Evan, the Cleveland Cavaliers absolutely shellacked the Houston Rockets on Wednesday night at Rock and Mortgage Fieldhouse. A pillar to post win, 124 to 89. Not a particularly competitive game. Utterly just a, a Cavs domination. A lot to talk about. But I think that for me, if we're looking at a big takeaway here for me coming out of this game, the Cavs came in, they beat a team that has won 8 of 10, but a team that I think we would all say is not as good as them, has not proven to be as good as them in the aggregate this year, right? And they came in, took care of business. This was without Evan Mobley. They played pretty seamless basketball with Dean Wade sliding in, Ed Davis getting some minutes for the first time in a little bit. They went in, they dominated, they picked up a win, and they just took care of business. Like, that, to me, is really impressive. And I think making it even a little more impressive, just coming off that Kings game from Saturday, they, they did... They, you know, they were arguably more explosive against than they were. Uh, they were more explosive against the Kings than they were against the Houston Rockets, and they didn't run out of gas this time. They dominated, and then they just kept on the pressure, kept their kept just kind of making that lead stay thirty plus. Got up above forty in the second half. It never got tight late, and allowed them to just kind of get to a victory. I think having Sunday off and then leading up to the game against Miami really helped. I think having yesterday off as well really helped too like the Cavs didn't have practice Sunday or Tuesday in between these games so they could rest up a little bit because I think there's a little bit of pressure especially when they're coming off a back-to-back like that and it's really tough for them but this is just a this like you said a wire-to-wire win very dominant that the Cavs played throughout this entire game um just really impressive overall like there's a lot of good takeaways like my broad takeaway for this one is Cleveland, this is their last home game until after Christmas. They play the day after Christmas against the Toronto Raptors at home. So they have to go on the road. They're going to be taking on Milwaukee, Atlanta. Uh, those are the two ones I'm really focused on right now on a back-to-back Saturday and Sunday. They're carrying a lot of good momentum. Hopefully Evan Mobley's in tip-top shape to play, but they're carrying a lot of good momentum towards what arguably could be one of the bigger games so far this season because, let's be frank, if the Cavs beat the Bucks, they are then tied for third in the Eastern Conference and I think as a tiebreakers they'd be one one against each other at that point so like this is a big game for the Cavs they really want to make a definitive statement to say we deserve to be respected because that is something the Cavs have been harping on for a while now as they feel like they get a lot of disrespect from their opponents and the officials and everything else this will be a statement win for them and hopefully if the NBA somehow lets them they flex this game to prime time because I love to watch it on a Saturday night but we'll see especially after the Browns may lose to the Raiders I might need yeah, I mean, the, the, the Bucks notably play Milwaukee um, on Friday as well. So the Cavs are going to be getting a Bucks team that probably won't have Giannis onto the Kumpo, perhaps the best player in the entire world right now 
on Saturday as well. So, like, the, this the, this is a Cavs team that I think if they can – like, again, I think we have said this a lot. I think we have said – and I think it's just fair to say that if you're the Cavs, you got to just take care of business. you got to just pick up some of these wins that are in front of you. You can't, like, take it away from them in terms of the, the ultimate wins and losses part of this that – you know they've they've beaten teams that have that, like they beat the Heat twice when the Heat didn't have Jimmy and didn't have Bam. Like ultimately they won that game. Ultimately like they you know the Rockets tonight they didn't have yeah, yeah they didn't have Jalen Green they didn't have Kevin Porter Jr. Like you know like um, you know DJ Augustine got ejected in this game. Like like you know like they're the Cavs just kind of were like okay we're just gonna go out there and beat them and and I I think a point on this that I I felt like was important is that like I thought if we're looking at this game and looking about what JB Bickerstaff let's say had to say about it you know I think I I asked a question about this you kind of asked about the COVID part of it Um, I think the tenor of a lot of the questions that is kind of probing on what's going on here is him talking about the team I think kind of growing up and, and being professional and just like taking care of business and I and I think like to me it is not obviously apples to apples like there's some nuance there there's some differences in some of these things and, and the games were different, right? As, as you alluded to, the, the getting some rest, I think, certainly did this team some good. But for the Cavs to come in and not kind of repeat the same mistakes that they had against the Kings, where they got into a big lead and blew it. And for JB to kind of talk about, like, hey, we looked at the film, we talked about this, like, we're, we're, we're teaching this, basically kind of saying we're learning how to win as we go. And mm-hmm. I think for the Cavs to just, like, not have ever, and do that on a night where Evan Mobley's out with hip soreness, doesn't, it's nothing serious. I, you know, he'll probably play both times this weekend. I'd be, I would be surprised if he didn't. For, for them to just, like, insert Dean Wade into the starting lineup and for everything to just kind of keep humming along is just, like, a sign of a team that I think knows what it is and is about that business, right? Like, I, I yeah. think that is just a sign of a team that has grown up and is, has some stuff figured out and is well-coached and has a coach that, like, is doing a really, really good job. I, I distinctly remember earlier this year, you, we can, you could go back on YouTube and find it, I'm sure, me, like, tempering the jb bickerstaff like coach of the year stuff and i think there's still some things where i'm like i want to see mm-hmm. him evolve as we go here and see how he evolves let's say but like dude has done a fantastic coaching job should be yeah. on ballots for coach of the year he's he's been phenomenal and i think like some of these improvements he gets some credit for in my mind mm-hmm. no he's definitely there's some times you can see some of the pitfalls that were hamstrung him during his time with memphis and houston where he really sticks to his core guys but Thankfully, at the same time, these core guys are the young players that the Cavs want to grow and develop and build. And like you said, they are growing up in real time. I asked JB about the COVID stuff where I said, like, well, how do you prepare? Because let's be frank, 23 players, when I asked this question, were listed as out due to health and safety protocols. Uh, The Nets had to file for a hardship extension. The Bulls are going to as well. I believe they signed Alfonso McKinney out of the G League just to have an extra roster spot. The Bulls had two games delayed because of COVID. I'm not going to say it's going to happen anytime soon, knock on wood that it doesn't, but there is an actuality or an eventuality where the Cavs could have to deal with this again themselves. And I asked him, like, how do you prepare for that? And he's like, you, you don't. He's like, you have to trust in your system and trust that you have the players in place so that if you lose these key rotation guys, you're still able to go out there and execute on both ends of the floor like you want to. And he's like, you really have to give a lot of credit to my coaching staff that because I then asked him, I said, well, Evan Mobley's a key piece, and you plug Dean Wade in the starting lineup, and you guys just absolutely steamroll this team like it's business as usual. 
And he gave a lot of credit to his coaching staff for having all these players prepared because there's a lot of guys, whether it's Lamar Stevens, whether it's Dylan Windler, whether it's Dean Wade, those guys are like Denzel Valentine too. Even Ed Davis, like guys on the back end of the rotation who don't really play that much. Maybe they get some minutes and spots time as well, depending on how the game goes. They're always ready and they're always prepared. And JB gave a ton of credit to his coaching staff in order to make sure that happens. And yeah, no, it's just like you said, I think JB... I get asked this a lot. I was on the fan in Columbus yesterday, and they asked me about this. Like, what is JB doing? I think he just has his finger on the pulse of this team. He knows what makes it tick. He knows what works. He knows what doesn't work. I think he's willing to experiment and try things. I give him a lot of credit for being bold and going three big. You and I were not a fan of that, and I think a lot of people thought it was weird and unconventional, but... The Cavs are fun, and they're a very fun first-quarter team. I think they ride that momentum wave that they build in the first quarter and just execute all the way towards the end. I think them being a strong third-quarter team is a really, really nice development because historically over the last few years, the Cavs have not been a good team coming out of half. No, that was like their perhaps biggest Achilles. It wasn't the biggest Achilles heel because that team wasn't good in any way, but like that was one of the biggest knocks against last year's team. More often than not, they came out flat out Mm -hmm. of half. Like They didn't make adjustments. Like The JV would go in. He actively makes adjustments make changes as he challenges his players he talks about how like in the locker room sometimes what he tells his players like it's refreshing man like it's just it's it's fun to see the Cavs be like one of the most fun teams in the league and I think it's fun and it's neat to see guys on a national level that's like Zach Lowe or Dave Dufour or even Wob, who just clips stuff off while recording Cav- on his phone. On his I, TV I do, screen. I do enjoy Cavalanche as a phrase. I do enjoy yeah, Cavalanche is a really good catchphrase. I like that. I hope it catches on. But like, it's neat to see people from the outside coming, and even people who are like diehard Browns fans or people who are diehard Guardians fans who are kind of sick of what's going on with their team. They're checking out the Cavs on a night-to-night basis. It's cool that we get to cover a team that everyone just seems to be behind and everyone seems to be rooting for. And, like, that's just really nice to have. Yeah, I, I, the last thing we'll say here is I, I want to – I think there is something to the idea that maybe I think we should unpack this in a, in a JB episode at some point and perhaps get someone who, like, you know, one of the very – like, Mo DeKeel or something. Like, I'm going to try – we'll, we'll try to book Mo. I love Mo. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think, like, you look at, like, a coach who's just – it's it's very different when like some of the the philosophy hasn't changed. Where like he's just embracing what they have, right? JB has decided we're gonna embrace the person that we have and play to their strengths. It's not that like they did that last year with um, Drummond, you know, like they did that with stuff. But it's just like it hits different. Just Drummond when it's was a square peg in a well, round. It hole hits different when it's birth. Darius Garland having his ascension year, uh, Evan Mobley doing being Evan Mobley and Jared Allen being awesome and having him for a full year. And like, even you look at someone like Isaac Okoro, like I think this He's him really getting to the, a corner lately. Yeah, we'll see if it holds. But like him getting into the corners and stuff is good. And then just gonna point out this: this was this was one of the form more fun moments from the night, just of things reacting on social. Cleveland's own kid Cuddy. It's it's beautiful. Get him, get him courtside and let him hum at halftime. That's all I want in life. They really need to use him like the Raptors use Drake as a brand ambassador and really. It's wild to me, man. Maybe having Grant Gilbert at the helm here will kind of help. No, okay, we're done. We're, we're done. We're, we're no, done. No, no, no. There's a lot of talented musicians and artists that the Cavs should integrate into the organization and really 
push that culture aspect too. Yeah, I did enjoy d- t- having Doughboy in a game was a nice pull. I, that was a little like outside of the Cavs like normal purview of like culture. Um, I'm still waiting for the MGK Megan Fox like shenanigans at a game. Would would quite enjoy. Just it'll probably happen at All Star during the celebrity game. Uh oh, he should play in that. Just being baked out of his mind playing anyway all right after the break we're getting to our awards i'm sure we'll talk about a certain dunk isaac okoro had because that was perhaps one except for the Devonte graham 70 foot game winner that was the play of the nba night in a lot of ways but evan you're gonna tell everyone about our friends at stance i absolutely am founded in 2009 stance apparel represents a radical reinvention of socks underwear and active apparel with a sharp focus on comfort quality and creativity stance brings an atypical aesthetic alongside some of the pop culture's hottest collaborators for the ultimate in style and self-expression because everything you wear should be a direct extension of who you are and how you feel some of my favorite designs i'm a stance consumer myself i'm actually wearing stance socks right now i'm wearing goofy goof ones to be specific but they also have other options as well including wu-tang claim batman star wars the office harry potter marvel pixar the nba itself major league baseball i own the Cavs collection for the better part like let's just be frank Dwayne wade Cavs legend was really upset when the nba dropped stance as their primary sock maker but stance i i just love them they're so soft and comfortable and they just feel like i'm wearing a cloud on my feet and stance believes that the perfect fit makes more sense than fitting in that those who feel good do good. Go see for yourself. Register for an account at stance.com and get 15% off your first purchase. Use promo code locked on at checkout to apply. Enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary with Stance. All right, Evan, uh, let's go to our awards. I just think we got to go to play of the night first because I just want to talk about the Isaac Okoro dunk. I, oh I just, God. I would like to talk about Isaac Okoro posterizing three different people. I think that hamstring's feeling a little bit better. The hamstring looks good. And, like, I, 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 whenever he watched it, and as one does, um, he had a really good quote about it that we should talk about. But I, I was watching Sangoon on this play because, like, he was the guy, he was defending Jared Allen and he helped off Jared Allen to try and recover. And you could just see him, like, still trying to block the shot at the end, but he just, like, slid back and just ended up, like, right in the blast zone from Isaac Okoro. Um, Due to, obviously, due to rights issues and things, we cannot show you that clip right now, but go look at it. It's easy to find on, on Twitter.com. You you can find it. Isaac Okora literally just yammed on three people and looked awesome, and I don't really feel like there's any other play of the night for me. Like, there's some other fun stuff. Like, no. I, I was taking notes, like, you, in, on my notepad and, like, thinking about it. Uh, Isaac Okora just, like, dunking on three dudes is it for me. Yeah, that really is the play of the night and i think it goes hand in hand with the quote of the night from that play of the night where isaac didn't even know the ball went in when he dunked it he just said i heard the crowd reacting and saw Sengun on the floor and that's when i knew i had to flex because that's the funniest part is just like absolutely posterized Sengun. like he Sengun had a bad night in general dean wade broke his ankles in the fourth that, quarter I, like, I will say Sengun like throwing no look passes to cutting david nawaba is like fun so like i you know he's not rookie of the year or anything but like Fun player. I like, I'm in on this Angoon experience. He was fun at Summer League, too. Yeah, he was fun. The non alt right darling and his canter is fun. Okay, so. move on, Dark Web Evan. Yeah, no, I think the Rockets have like a really interesting team. They have a lot of young pieces. I think they just got to figure it out. Like, I think they're going to go through the same growing pains the Cavs did where they suck for a little bit and then maybe they'll figure it out. I don't, I don't think Kevin Porter Jr. is a point guard, but the, the Cavs really bullied him and Isaac Okora was the biggest bully of all because he had a few dynamic plays. Like, you missed it because you were. Um, either in the restroom or doing something, but they like, taking a call. But 
he had a circus layup where like he looked like he was stumbling and just like threw it up and then it just went in and I'm like okay actually that was the play immediately before the three man poster so like it was a good little good appetizer to get things growing but Chris what's your stat of the night pick uh, I I do want to just shout out real quick the John I just listened to the John Michael call for the first time and he said all he said was Okoro O O Mercy John Michael good at his job just He's John really Michael. good at his job um. Evan, we have a, this. I believe we're going to share a stat of the night, and you have it. Up, you you texted some earlier, so let's, let's pull back that yeah, fourth it's, wall. It's like pretty we're incredible. Read read this out. Let me pull it up real quick. With tonight's one twenty four to eighty nine win over Houston, the Cavs have now won five straight games for the first time since March twenty eighth to April fifth, two thousand eighteen. Also, a five game winning streak. Also, tonight's 35-point win was the Cavs' largest since a 38-point victory over Dallas on November 25th, 2016, and that score was 128-90. to 90. That's pretty, I mean, yes, granted, this is a bad Rockets team, but again, the Cavs are beating teams they need to beat because these are the games that'll matter when you start worrying about the postseason in, like, March or April or so, and the way that they're winning in such com- commanding and emphatic fashion these are key moments that kind of help you build confidence so that, like Darius says all the time, he's like, people aren't going to come into Cleveland and expect us to roll over anymore. So it's just wild to think that it's been three years since the Cavs have had a five-game winning streak, and also it's been five <laughs> years since the Cavs have had this big of a blowout win. Just overall, just in a lot of ways, like this is just such like a potentially like when we look at the, you know, when we're like 80 years old and and – you know, looking back at this and whatever, like I, I just, this is potentially one of those seasons that is just like going to stand out just as like a very different season for this team in a lot of ways. I mean, like everything has just been such a stark difference in what like the last two decades have been when it's not LeBron James. And like, it's also just like fun. And like, it's obviously not as at the highest level that like maybe those LeBron years are obviously, but like it has been fun and light in a way that it just, to, to cover and think about it in process. Um, I think what makes it so fun is there are zero – I had zero expectations for this cast team. I expected them to be bad. I expected them to have a lot of growing pains in youth and inexperience. I thought there was going to be a huge defensive drop-off from going from Larry Nance to Larry Markkinen, and, and they've kind of shattered all my preconceived expectations, and I'm just excited to see where it goes next. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree on that. Um, all right, so Evan, MVP. I, I'm going to go Isaac Okoro because I, I felt pick. he played really well again. Um, not only did he have a good offensive game, the shot looks cleaner, especially when he, they've put him in the corners and they're just kind of letting him hit those shots. Um, had a, some really nice off-ball defense. Like, uh, had I got a steal at one point just by being aware and active on that end of the floor. Like, Isaac Okoro is good. He's playing incredibly hot right now. Um, like, 70% shooting over the last four games. That is obviously not going to be where he just kind of sustains. But, like, he's been really good. Seeing him, one of the, for me, that dunk obviously is very illustrative and and fun and, and, you know, one of the punctual moments of the night, obviously the punctual moment of the night. Like, it kind of made me forget that Jared Allen, like, blocked the heck out of Jay Sean Tate earlier in this game. And, like, Mm -hmm. I just forgot that that happened because Isaac That was my initial play of the night pick. Yeah, like, that was, there was, like, with that and, like, a Rubio thing that I had wrote that was just kind of, like, really, really good stuff. But then, like, Okoro did that. And Okoro looks like a guy who like when he when he's driving like that like some of his best plays as a rookie in offense were attacking closeouts and, and attacking in space with with a not a crafty dribble but just like getting some momentum going and, and rising up like he dunked on Jokic right like last year it was one mm-hmm. of like perhaps the highlight plays of his rookie year 
I tend to think that if he is doing that kind of stuff and is able to has the confidence to attack and not just like take one dribble and then pass off to the guard at the top of the key, there's some confidence there in a way that I feel like is important. And and he's just playing really well. Of late. So, so, so salute to Isaac War Eagle. No, war, 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 down, war damn eagle. But my MVP pick is actually a little unconventional, but it is Cavs senior video producer Kevin Leibel, who, because of contact tracing, the majority of the Cavs photo staff is out, and he was able to get the photograph of Isaac getting that three-man poster. And, like, it's an awesome picture. And this is a guy who normally isn't asked to do this stuff, and he was able to get one of the most iconic photos so far from this Cavs season. Like, there's plenty of iconic moments. Like, this is a moment that I'll think about for a while. And, you know, don't really give shouts out to people like that. I think Isaac's the clear player pick. But, Kevin, hats off to you. You got the picture of the night, and you are my MVP pick. I I salute the pandering, my good sir. I I salute it. Anyway, after the break, we're going to clean out some more Cavs. I feel bad because I I texted friend of the pod, Jimmy Longo, like, Jimmy, I hope you got that picture. And he he was at home yeah be safe folks that's Playing all we're gonna Pokemon. say be safe folks get vaccinated yeah. wear a mask eat yeah. your vegetables yeah eat that spinach anyway after the break we're gonna clean up the notebooks a little bit more talk about some other things from this game talk a little bit about uh what's what's kind of coming up here but first got to tell everyone first about our friends at bet online bet online has you covered with all the new all the season and more they have it covered all season long with more props odds and lines than ever before as football season continues to march towards the playoffs bet online remains the number one spot for all the sports action this season head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive that 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit all you have to do is use the promo code locked on all one word to receive that bonus from basketball to football to the nhl to boxing to ufc right to your favorite vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and that's bet online that is where the game starts and i'm going to tell you about our friends at built bar it wouldn't be a locked on calf spot without a built bar Edry. look built bar remains the best tasting protein bar out there on the market this holiday season grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar and even better than a candy bar in some people's opinions built bar is filled with so much holiday goodness rich with decadent flavor covered in chocolate but it's amazingly low in calories sugar net carbs and fat and it's high in protein you get the best of both worlds that's delicious and happy Bill Bar gives you that extra fuel you need to bust down those small doors to get that workout in, to get that fuel post workout to continue on with your day. Throwing in that gym bag, your jacket, or your purse, you never know when you're going to need it. Order right now at Bill.com and use the promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order with great flavors like cookies and cream, peanut butter brownie, mint brownie, and a whole bunch more. Try a mix box if you want to try them all or just want to dive into the Bill Bar game. Again, promo code LOCK15 for 50% off at Bill.com. Evan, I'm going to just lead you off this last segment with a fact that um, I, I'm going to shout out front of the program. Kevin Stankwitz allowed me to pass off as my own on Twitter because uh, he texted me and I said, I'm tweeting that. And he said, cool. And I said, thank you. This is my therapist would not approve of me caring about Twitter. Anyway, did you? I like, I, the, I like the exchange you two had, by the way. What do you mean? Just like, I'm going to tweet this. Cool. Thank you. Just well, not it, I, I'm paraphrasing. Mid- but- nice. Yeah, look, salute to Kevin. That's my guy right there. But um, J.J. Hickson is only a year older than Ed Davis, and Ed Davis is still in the league, and I could not tell you what J.J. Hickson is doing in, in right now. And obviously, both were number 21, 
both you know have played bigs for the Cavs. Um, number twenty one is kind of an, a very interesting number in the history of of the Cavs. Darius Miles will be free. Uh, can can't be Russell wore that number as well. Like it, it's just like an interesting number. But I could not believe that Ed Davis is only a year older than. Excuse me, uh, JJ Hickson is only one year older than Ed Davis. That's just funny to me. Yeah, it really is. Uh, JJ Hickson's last stop was in Puerto Rico in two thousand nineteen. I believe he's retired at this point. Um, but, yeah, no, that is a really interesting stat. I just think it really speaks volumes, again, to what JB shared with me about how he gives a lot of credit to his coaching staff to having these guys ready because Ed Davis doesn't expect to play on a night-to-night basis. You you he's literally – well, you do, when JB said having adults in the room is important and the post post can bring you – you in the arm. Yeah, yeah. Cause that's a, that's, you can that's see a, my arm reach across from my camera and then hit Chris in the arm on his yeah. camera. Yeah, because we're sitting. That's just where we're at. We're sitting next in, to each other in the press box. That's how the bromance works. But yeah, yeah. Shouts to shouts to being on Zoom. Um, but just one of those things. <laughs> just just got a got a kick. Because my yeah, ears no, perked up and you were like, <gasps> yeah, yeah. See, well, no. The thing is, there's folks in the organization who agree with your take that you can never have too many adults in the room with this young and impressionable well, love, of love adults. A team. But the, the, the other thing Ed about Davis is just beneficial, yeah. man. Like, yeah, he he had the most exciting layup or like the most hype play because he hit a layup and Houston called a timeout and the entire bench just swarmed him because it was when Rubio stole the or I think either he or Rubio stole the ball and Rubio just like kicked it to him or like there's yeah. that Rubio or Garland no look to Ed Davis or Ed Davis mm-hmm. like tries to like he has no verticality so he lays it <laughs> no. up instead of dunks it like yeah it, it, it's refreshing to see like this team get hyped up for arguably your 15th man and to see him kind of be ready and play beneficial minutes like I'm gonna look up his plus minus as we talk here uh, he in this really game helpful. it was he was, he was a plus 11 in 19 minutes so like that's he he's helpful he's actively helpful every time he's on the floor for the Cavs like I can say that definitively like he's a yeah. helpful player and I would not be opposed to like the Cavs kind of keeping him like he's a good culture guy too like he's yeah. just key. Also, just want to shout out the you know hopefully he's doing well but um Rockets coach um, Stephen Silas had to leave the game during the first quarter during a timeout because of he was dehydrated and had to go in the back uh, according to Houston Chronicle and get um, fluids. Very just it's it's a small thing. Obviously, it's just funny that John Lucas, who was coaching the Cavs back from 2001 to 2003, was the coach at the uh, infamous Cavs practice where LeBron came in practice with the Cavs and like they got in trouble with the league for it, and then he was fired. And and Paul Silas comes in like just funny how that little like life little, finds a way. How life finds a way, and it's just like when when I looked up and I was like, is that John Lucas? And then I was like, I think the last time he was a head coach was with the Cavs because he was an assistant with the Clippers and then he went to Houston and he's been there since 2016 and mm-hmm. um, it's just funny that he ends up like on the sidelines of this game like that's just like a little it doesn't matter like we're not gonna like think about that if like there's like a something written about this season like that's not gonna that's like a that's like a footnote and I love a good footnote so that's that's just me um Evan any other any other takeaways from this game any other like little things that pop to you any little kind of notes you have when you were scribbling and jotting stuff down uh, Cavs Notes tweeted this out. They're really handy account. Shouts to the guys in the PR department who share these notes and statistics. But in their last four games, Isaac Okoro is shooting 70% from the floor. Um, on this season, I don't have this in front of me, so I'm pulling it up as I talk here. Uh, he is not shooting 70% from the floor. He is shooting 42.6%. And obviously not shooting that well from three either. He's shooting 27.1% from three on the season. But... 
I don't think this is sustainable for Isaac, but I definitely think he's turning a corner. And I think a lot of people who are kind of like freaking out and saying like he needs to go to the G League or that he sucks or that he's ineffective offensively. I'm, I think he's going to cool off a lot like Rubio did. I don't think he's going to be as reliable on the perimeter as he was tonight or he has been in the last few games. Like, he was 3 of 3 from three-point range tonight. He was arguably Cleveland's one of Cleveland's better three-point shooters tonight. So it's tough to say. But I think it's encouraging to say, like, Isaac Okoro is healthy. I think he's feeling comfortable again. And I can clearly see why... You heard this, I heard this, like quite a few people heard this. The Cavs are having internal discussions on benching Colin and starting Isaac because his fit next to Darius feels almost seamless. And it's really encouraging to me to see how well those two function together as a backcourt. Um, so I, I'm looking through Twitter right now, and someone tweeted at Richard Jefferson uh, that clip of him saying, uh-oh, the Cavs are back. And then he, tw- uh, he tweeted back at this person and says he's literally wearing that shirt right now. That he was wearing in that clip. That's funny. Uh oh, yeah. the Cavs are playing playoff basketball. Yeah, yeah. Um, what a, what a time, Richard and like truly like will be hard to explain in the future. Like what it was like. Like remember, I, w- I didn't go, but like I just remember like seeing all the tweets of people like going for the Richard Jefferson's leaving town live episode of um, road tripping of road tripping at homage. Yeah, Road Trip, it needs to be, like, a mandatory listen for me, man. Like, I really used to listen to that podcast all the time, and it just it just changed when everybody left because Channing came back, but RJ and Allie left, and it just wasn't the same. Yeah. It was a cool podcast because it gave you, like, an inside look of what a championship team is like because it's a little bit more off the cuff. It's I just remember, yeah, I remember, so I like remember a, blogging like a certain Kyrie, Kyrie episode. The other thing I'll just, I want to shout out before we wrap up, so, Cavs starters, Garland played 25 minutes, Allen 18, Okor tw- only 22, Markin in 19, Dean Wade played 34, but that's fine. It's, that, this, isn't, this isn't relevant to the conversation. Kevin Love only played 15, Osmond played 18, Rubio played 21. For this main Cavs roster, and for Mobley obviously out with an injury, but getting a night of rest, I think as they gear up for a back-to-back this weekend, as the season goes on, as this team kind of navigates where it's at, I, I don't think, like, obviously you're not going to play this guy, these guys a few amounts of minutes on a normal night. You're going to play them your, your, whatever you feel is normal. But I think getting a little bit of not having to go full go is just there's going to be some benefit there. And they might have a little extra juice now that they get Thursday, Friday off, and then they play Saturday, Sunday. Like, I think this this could this is kind of an ideal way to lead into a, a – a tough, a, a pretty tough back to back against two very good teams over the weekend. Yeah, no, it's uh, definitely good. They have momentum heading towards Milwaukee, and this team's going to be a lot more rested heading towards Milwaukee too. It's just all good things. Evan, any final thoughts? Any you know final takes on the Okoro dunk? Um, if you if you do you feel like you know if if you're looking at the three players dunked on like. Which one do you, if you were, like, do you, do you, did you resonate with, like, any of them, how they were getting dunked on? Did you have, like, a rea- anyone's reaction that you saw catch your eye? Um, uh, and, no, I, mean, I empathize with Sam Goon a lot because the Dean Wade ankle breakers is just like, yeah, man, I feel you. If I would retire right now, if I were you, just literally on a poster for the rest of your life, and now you got your ankles broken. I think it's pretty clear, though, that he is not a rookie of the year favorite, despite what Rockets fans may tell you. Yeah, okay, this is why you, you shouldn't... Uh, Twitter's Twitter's bad. Um, Isaac Hor really just like dunked on three dudes, and like I just it's the, insane. I go back and watch it because I'm like looking at this right now, 
And I think maybe the most impressive part of it after I've watched it too many times is the first step looked really, really quick. Like, mm-hmm. re- like he's got some burst, man. He he he's static on top of the key. Comes off a uh, Jared Allen kind of just put his body in the way. I don't even really want to call it a screen, and he just like smoked uh, Kellen Martin, number six for Houston. Just smoked him. Mm-hmm. Like not bar- barely, barely has like leaned the other way and just went, and then ends up dunking the three dudes. Um, also, also, shouts shouts to former Cleveland Cavaliers great Isaiah Thomas scoring 42 points in his Grand Rapids gold debut. Yeah. Uh, when I saw on Twitter that Lance Stevenson assisted Isaiah Thomas in his first G League bucket, my brain just kind of like did a, oh, that's where this is at kind of thing. But all in all, very fun night of Cavs basketball. We mm-hmm. are going to be back Friday. Another Lock on Cavs episode. We're going to look ahead to the weekend. Two obviously very important games. Uh, perhaps we'll maybe we'll do a little question and answer as well. So if we have the question, if we, if we don't do a live question and answer, please hit us at Locked On Cavs on Twitter. If you have some questions, uh, we'll talk about everything we possibly can. There's a ton going on this team right now. They're very fun and good, and I think deserve um, a lot. And remember, we're trying to get the 700 li- or excuse me, a thousand subscribers on our YouTube channel by Christmas. Looking right now, we're at 700 even. That's a that's a big jump for us this week. We've added like almost 100 this week. Why not help us? we got 10 days to get 300. I think if you can tweet a link, support the show, tell a friend, tell your mom, tell your favorite Cavs fan in your life that they should subscribe to our YouTube channel. Tell Sengun because he might be a fan of because uh, his new dad is Isaac Okoro because he just got fathered. So, On way. that note. I'm Chris. He's Evan. Thanks for making Locked on Cavs your first listen every day. Remember, we're free and available on all platforms. Go check out Locked on Bets for your second great listen of the day. And if you need a third listen, may I suggest Locked on Browns because Jeff Floyd does a great job and uh, pretty a lot of stuff going on with the Cleveland Browns right now. A lot of stuff going it, it, on over it's there. It's pretty sick stuff, let me say that. Pun intended. Well done, sir. That's going to be it. Everyone, see you tomorrow. Have a good one.